your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And we are going to discuss another. I mean, does this have the classic in air quotes around it? I don't know. It was darn good. I can tell you that. They come from behind win in overtime for the Avalanche against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Revenge tastes sweet. Uh, so we'll get to all of that. But quickly, first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show's YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Just search for Lockdown Avalanche and subscribe. All right. Uh, yeah, this was a game we had circled, I think, after they played Toronto the first time. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wanted to see when they were going to play them again so you could see what was the the real situation here. Was Toronto really that good or the Avalanche just off that day? And I think most of us would say, like, the yeah, Avalanche were, were definitely off that day. They, uh, I didn't, they've had so many injuries. I don't remember who they had out that game. But I'm sure they have uh, many guys out that game. Uh, just not a good game. So you wanted to see them come back. And it didn't start off all that good. Three straight goals by Toronto. And then the Avs just start chipping away and chipping away. Ends up going to overtime where Devon Taves uh, puts it away. Incredible game. Incredible atmosphere. Thoughts on the game overall. Yeah, um, to your point, it was one of those games. It was the worst game the Avs have had to this point was that first matchup with Toronto. So it's kind of like an ex-girlfriend thing. Like you're like you're starting to do good and you're like feeling good about yourself. But then, you know, you're going to have to see her at some point. And you're like, okay, let's see what we do against this one. And then you start out just the same way. And you're like, she's better than me. (laughs) Everything I've done is just to nothing at this point. But that's how it felt at the beginning of that game. Like everything looked wrong. And then it was like, maybe Toronto's really that good. But then they started turning it around. And it's just, it's something we've talked about. Like, I just have a weird, I don't know how to process this game. Okay. Like, 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 like it's in, in what capacity? Like, it, because it's, so, it was so like Jekyll and Hyde for the Avalanche. Like, you wanted to, see, you wanted to see them kind of perform the way that they did against Florida. And like mm-hmm. that that game was a classic because both teams were going at it for 60 minutes. This was one team was in control for a good chunk of the game. The other one had to fight back and claw. Those are good games too. That's a good, you know, comeback story. Um I think the Panthers game was was a, an instant classic because of that. Because yeah. it was just a dogfight the entire way. This was what you love to see when you're on the the end of uh, you know a, a victory like this, but yeah, you didn't look good for. Well, I should say this: they started off pretty hot, yeah, and they had a really good scoring chance. I think it was Tyson Jost who uh, it was Abe Kubel who fought for the puck behind the net and hit Tyson uh, Tyson Jost. Kind of, he was 
beelining it yeah. right down the slot. Had a good look, but you know, uh, Campbell was was. It's so funny to say, like you know, when when the Avs score five goals, that the goalie of the opposition looked good. Yeah, <laughs> but he he did. Uh, yeah, they you know they got a good one over there. Obviously, that's no secret, but. The Avs had to fight for everything, and they put up, I think, officially 49, mm-hmm. but we're just going to say 50 because it sounds better. Of course. Um, yeah, so 49 shots on goal against the second-best defensively ranked team in the league. The Avs are doing this against good teams, against good goalies, against good defensemen, and they're not just scoring two or three goals. They're scoring seven, five. Like, it's it's – this is this is a tough team to to beat. I'm talking about the Avalanche yeah. right now, and it's going to be a tough team to beat over the course of a playoff series. Yeah, and it's like walking away from it, you can feel good that the Avalanche were able to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in a major come-behind fashion. They had every reason to give up, every reason to throw their hands, and every time we've mentioned this matchup earlier last week, you always said, well, it's not a division game. Like when I talked right. about putting Frankie in, it's not a division game. Like, and that's understandable. But it, the way we started, we looked terrible. The defense looked bad and bad enough to pull Darcy. Um, it took forever for the offense to get clicking. And by the end of it, Toronto, they're the running joke for letting up leads. Like, they let up the 4-1 lead to Boston. And now they just continue that running joke. And you don't know if this is Toronto being Toronto or if this is Colorado being Colorado. Like it's it's hard to get your bearings on it, but when you look back at it, the Avalanche had every reason to give up and say, "Okay, we'll focus on Seattle. This one's just not for us." Especially with Campbell playing out of his mind, but the Avalanche didn't give up and climbed all the way back and won in overtime. And those are things that we're not accustomed to when it comes to the Avalanche, especially last year. Coming back from behind was not our forte, and especially overtime. So those are two keys that we address and we can move on from. But it's still a weird game when you think about it in the whole. Yeah. No, giving up leads was a, a thing that the Avalanche yeah. were known for, especially <laughs> in the third period. Um, no, this this was this was a a, a hard fought win, um, and yeah, it didn't. You know, I'm sitting there thinking this. Well, this team is just not built that way. That they're mm-hmm. just going to say oh, we'll just throw in the towel, um, especially at because you don't want to lose handily to mm-hmm. the same team both times you face them in in the course of a season because then if it did happen again and then you do get to you're you're lucky enough to get the stanley cup final against them that is all you will hear and i know you can tune that out and i know players you know a lot of them can a lot of them will but even if they're not listening to it in the media they're thinking it internally like we played these guys twice and they manhandled us twice so they're not built that way to just sit and kind of take it and uh, the the interesting thing is you know um, this is where you want your your stars to rise up, mm-hmm. and okay, we're we're getting beat, but you know you get that goal in the first, the Nathan McKinnon goal. He was the first one, right? Yeah, he was. The first yes. One. Um, and then that gets you back in, like at least that, at least that gets you something, mm-hmm. and then that you ride that, and you can ride that, and 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 that first line again looked great. So from the Avalanche standpoint, you're you're behind, and. You know, you you rely on your stars to get you back in, which they did. Conversely, on Toronto's end, their stars got them in the lead, and then they disappeared. 
So yeah. so it's like why you need them talking about the Toronto side point. You you need them to 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 take it back and yeah. and continue that lead. And the abs just completely kind of flipped the script on this. And but that's what happens for good teams when they get down. They make adjustments, and there was adjustments to be made clearly. And then once the abs made the adjustments, it I, I just seemed like Toronto was just kind of shell shocked. And and Sheldon Keefe said it after the game. The head coach for Toronto said that was the loudest building we played in all all day, all season. Yeah. So I don't know if that just struck them. You're getting excuses online about the altitude. I don't want to hear that for a second. Like yeah. shut up with that nonsense. Um, it, it it's it was just uh, a solid come from behind victory from a team that said we are not going to quit. This team is not built to go that route, and they and kept fighting and kept fighting, and they have the team to do. They have a, the team and the talent to come back when you're down three goals on two separate occasions. Yeah. And to the loudness factor, like you got to realize Toronto, when they play at home, there's no one there. And <laughs> so this yeah. is a, it's a night and day adjustment when it comes to that. And like, when you were talking about the stars, not showing up for Toronto, they took their foot off the gas and it conversely helped us because Nathan McKinnon did old school, Nathan McKinnon things to get us in there. Landis God got back in there doing what he does. And then for the two longstanding leaders on the team to step up in that moment and mm. have that never say die attitude that speaks volumes. It took advantage of Toronto admittingly taking their feet foot off the gas and just kind of coasting to a win. Could have been Toronto was just like, we're doing this again to them. So yep. maybe we just have their number uh, and it turned out not to be the case. All right, more to talk about, but first we're going to hear from Built Bar, and it is the new year, so that means the New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolutions if you want it to stay healthy, but it just gets so boring. Around week three, you might be thinking it's just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate they're unlike any other protein bar which can be chalky or waxy or taste like what chemical spill a chemical spill and most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 330 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs so go to built.com Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. And Kyle, you you ordered some. Uh, you, you got a shipment on the way. I got two big old boxes coming oh, right to me. Yeah. So <laughs> hide them from the kids. Hide you betcha. All right. <laughs> uh, so. For the Darcy Kemper haters, this is a you know uh, a haven for them to just kind of gloat. Gets taken out, allows three goals on nine shots. Uh, Pablo Francois came in, did a very good job. Did, did an excellent job. Only gave up one goal after that and kept the Abs in it. Did what he needed to do in in reserve. And even Jared Bednar said in the post game, like he's not putting anything any of those goals on Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Um, he did it just because he, he felt his team was incredibly flat 
had nothing to provide and needed to kind of jumpstart the team. That's the only reason he did it. Um, and it worked, obviously. But do you think this still kind of rings internally for Kemper? Do you feel like, he, you know, is this was it's a big game in the sense of like what we talked about, because you're going up against one of the elite teams. So, yeah, you want to perform well in that setting. Um, and he got taken out because nobody performed well. Yeah. But do you but do you feel like he's feeling that do you feel like he's feeling that way? I honestly don't, especially like we talk about it all the time. Darcy's always that happy-go-lucky guy. And you saw him, they took that little shot of him on the bench, and he was like kind of upbeat. And I feel like it was one of those pulls that the defense, and you could kind of tell when Frankie went in there that the defense, like, they really tightened up. Um, they they were yeah. really dragging and just, the, those three goals initially on Darcy were defensive problems. And there were turnovers and giveaways. It's not on Darcy, and I'm pretty sure when you got to that bench, they said, Hey, we're going to fix this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, when he took him out, the defense was thinking, well, Kemper was probably thinking like, uh, that that's on me. And the defense was like, no, that's on us. Yeah. The defense is like our goalie got pulled because of us, mm-hmm. not because of him. And it, it was, it was horrible. Like they could not clear a puck. It, it was, and they had at that point, just take the icing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know you've been out there for a little while, but you're you're in good shape. Just ice the puck. And they were trying to just, you know, like shuffleboard it out a couple times just to get it past the blue line. That's not going to do anything. No. You know, they, they're just going to collect the puck and go right back in. And you're you have maybe you're able to get two guys on a line change. I know you want to get that wholesale line change, but it just wasn't happening. So just ice the puck, try to win the draw, see what happens. They, I mean, ter- that's where uh, I texted you and, and you were like, I hate Toronto. And I'm like, they're, they're damn good. They, they yeah. are looking mighty good right now. And I thought we were going to be in for a long night. Yeah. So this is where I credit the abs for kind of turning things around because Toronto was doing whatever they wanted to do in that first period after like the first three minutes where the abs looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's one of those like the Toronto and their pressure and how they were looking with our defense. There's a thing when if you're mentally beat, you can address that in the intermission. If you're mm-hmm. physically beat, it locks in that mentally beat all game long. And mm-hmm. you saw that um, early that they were just getting outmanned. Like their positioning was right where every puck we wanted to put. There was a a maple leaf standing right there, yeah. and you could see it was starting to wear on them. And yeah, it, to take an icing would have been wonderful, but getting us getting us to the faceoff dot, as you can see by the stats, was not a great idea. That's rough. Yeah, sixty-five percent to thirty-five percent was it? Yeah, yeah. Like ugly. you can't. That's one of the one of the glaring things like that in the power play. That's not good. But you got to do something. And unfortunately, Darcy was the scapegoat in this. Mm. And Francois came in there and did what he had to do. But the defense can't play like that, especially when it comes to playoff time. And I didn't like the the, the first goal that uh, yeah. Avalanche uh, superstar Alex Kerfoot <laughs> mm. uh, put home. It, that that was poor defense because yeah. I don't know why Johnson is sliding there. He's taking a head first dive to try to drive. That man is taken. Yeah, I, I think it was Gerard who had the the man uh, who who had he was he was going. I think he was making the play. And EJ Bunton. was Bunton sliding. had the assist. So I think I think Gerard was covering Bunt. He's covered. 
Yeah. Stay on your man. Stay on Kerfoot. But he decided to do this dive to try to block the puck. And if you're one on if you're if it's two on one and you're the only one there, that's when I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to do it there. And that was the first goal. And you're like, oh man, like that that's the last thing you wanted to happen. And then Austin Matthews just does Austin Matthews things, two in a row for him. Um, he's awesome. Like he he's just so good. <laughs> it's it really. scored a goal that was almost the exact same as the first game, um, where he kind of like backwards drags yeah, all the yeah, way yeah. across the goal crease and takes that same shot. Like if we have to face him again later on down the road, we're gonna know you want to protect that yeah. blue paint. But right. it was it was bad and it really stung that the same goal was scored on us twice. Yeah. So then, you know, you get down three to nothing and then, you know, the, the McKinnon goal brings it three to one and then you get down four to one and then the Kale McCarr goal, which was just filthy again. Mm-hmm. That was kind of uh, Nathan McKinnon-esque. He's kind of skating to his left and then shoots right on the goal. Yeah. That's that's so tough to do. Um, and he just makes it look so simple. Um, so And then instantly yeah. turns around and points at Abe uh, Kubel and he's just like, that's on you. That's, that's you, yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, no that that's when they started. They started having good shifts. Yeah, that's, you just you started to feel better about you just started feeling better about how they were playing. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't just giving up everything anymore. They started to kind of be the enforcers, but you still felt like, man, like it. We're not going to be able to 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 crack Campbell four more times <laughs> to 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 beat this. And that save he had, that diving save, like a shortstop, was just incredible incredible yeah. like he I, I was impressed like i said it's tough to say like a guy who gave up that many goals it's on the goalie it's totally not on the goalie he played excellent and then the one mistake he had which you can't fault any goalie for doing this when miko rantanen's got the puck behind the net and he just blind passes it yeah to comp to jt comfer uh that kind of went off his backside just ever so slightly to go and he's looking in the opposite direction thinking Miko's going that way they kept Peter McNabb kept talking about it he's like I'm looking to see where Miko notices Comfer is behind him and knowing if he can get the puck he can just I don't think he did I don't think he ever saw Comfer I think he just either just luck passed it Mm -hmm. or just said uh, you know, I know my teammates well enough that there should be someone there, so I'm just going to take a chance on it, which in the sense is kind of the same thing as just a luck pass, but it made him look like a magician. Yeah. The pass was beautiful. And for Campbell to perform at the level he is, like I I watched this game on Hockey Night in Canada on Sportsnet to hear behind enemy lines what they were saying about the avalanche. Yeah. And to hear their, um, I mean, because you got to think Freddie Anderson was the goalie for the Leafs mm-hmm. last year, and Jack Campbell was the backup. So he's playing this year with a little bit of adrenaline, like, I won this job. This is my spot. Yeah. And you see him doing those overperforming for those goals. And the broadcast was very much like touting the Leafs and everything they're doing. And Campbell is incredible. And he might be what's fixing this uh, team. And then you watch the Avalanche coming back, it starts getting quiet. And like that's when you uh, the what you heard on Twitter about the altitude being an issue. That's where the that's where it originated. They talked about that 150 times. Every every away team can talk about that. It's no mystery. The Avs would be undefeated at home every single year if it was uh, that much of an issue. But yeah, and so would every other team in Denver. Yeah. 
All right, a little bit more to get to, including the overtime. So uh, mm-hmm. let's hear from Bet Online. BetOnline.ag would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the NFL playoffs. Next week, some NFL playoffs begin. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and a mobile website. And you go there and you sign up and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started <clears throat> from football basketball hockey boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet and wager on all of your favorite sports it's where the game starts it's betonline.ag so pretty exciting end to the game after the abs tied it you had some penalties getting called uh you had an embellishment get called you had coffee with and, and I'm not going to sit here. I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if either one of those should be called at that stage in the game. Um, but, wow, you don't really see an embellishment all that much. But Avs had a power play. Couldn't get anything um, no. on any power play, really. Um, what were they, 0 for 4? 0 for 4. Golden Sombrero. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we go to overtime, and maybe I'm changing my tune a little bit on the Avs in, in OT. At least the last – couple games have you know the Makar goal and then uh this uh devon taves goal yeah abs are are turning it around when they they get to the extra frame and uh getting the extra point and it kind of is one of those i'll be straight up i did not feel like the avalanche were going to walk out of there with a w during that game and it's tough it, you put a lot of effort in coming back and then you get to overtime and you kind of just feel like we got to do this like we got to put in all this extra effort again to get the extra goal it's, it's a lot yeah. it's taxing it's, I get it. and you you're just you're sitting there just anticipating what you know mm-hmm. but for, for the avalanche to come out there and this is two overtimes in a row where they impress you in overtime yeah. and it's something yeah. you like you sit there like me and you kind of dread because you you know like oh we don't do good in these positions and who are they going to send out there right now how the abs are firing it doesn't matter who you get out there and like <laughs> well, they are well mcdermott doesn't need to be in overtime yeah yeah, yeah yeah right but i will just, say this like the the you know face-offs some people think like face-offs it doesn't matter if you win or lose a face-off to me if you're in the defensive zone you want to win those mm-hmm. if you're in a zone i'll say that you want to win a face-off because you want possession clearly center ice face-offs the the three that happen at the beginning of each period in the grand scheme, it don't matter. No. Overtime, it matters. Yes. And go back and watch Gabe Landeskog. He's losing his footing. He, the, the, he, he kind of he wins the, the, the faceoff in the sense that the puck's going in their in the avalanche direction. But he's kind of losing his footing. And I don't know, I don't know if it was Matthews that was on him. And he's falling down and he just shuffleboard passes the puck back. That was huge because yeah. that you gain possession. And then the Avalanche, they had a couple chances and it didn't happen. Toronto comes back and, you know, they had a, a pretty good opportunity and they didn't get anything. But the the thing that I can't believe didn't happen, Matthews stayed out. Yeah. Matthews played every minute of that overtime and it only went a couple minutes, but that's a long shift. And they took advantage of it. They kind of had a little give and go. And I, you know, when you look at that, 
Mm-hmm. Taves is coming up on the left side. Uh, Mc, not McKinnon. Rantanen is wide open, obviously. Yeah. It's three on three for a one-timer. I thought that's where the pass was going. And Taves is just like, I'm going to end this bad boy right now. Great, great shot. Uh, great, great play to kind of have like a pick and roll almost mm-hmm. in basketball terms. Fantastic, fantastic uh, play. Well-designed to pick on Austin Matthews, who was gassed and could have easily taken himself out on the ship, but he didn't. Yeah, and it, I think it comes to a lot of the veteran knowledge that Devin Tays has. Because if you've seen how Campbell was robbing the Avs all night long when it comes post to post, it's one of those that in that moment you wonder if he kind of knew. If I go like the cross crease pass to Miko, if this is just a rob and they flip the ice and go the other way, if he just decides take the shot, if we can at least get a rebound. A rebound, right, yeah. Because rebounds are, you know, you have more space to go collect yes. it when it's three on three than opposed to five on five. And you're right. And if 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 he passes it and Miko just airmails one mm-hmm. and it loops around the board and it goes right back in the other direction, anything can happen. So uh, in my mind, I'm like, pass it. Uh, but Taves, I think, you know, that's why he's in the NHL. <laughs> that's Yeah, you got yeah. you got to take those smarter plays when you're playing yeah. three on three. Yeah. Um, and that and that sealed it for the app. So, man, a solid win. Just a, yeah. a great, a great solid win. Good two points. Abs are still rolling. Now Seattle comes into town for the first time ever. I mean, wh- what do we expect from Seattle? Do, do you do you think Grubauer is going to play? Will Donskoy – I mean, does Donskoy have – I don't think he has a goal unless he scored within the last couple of days. Will Donskoy get his first goal of the season against the Avalanche? What's going to happen here? I, I, I really hope the Avs don't lay a dud after that game – or the last two games, actually. What I want most of all, in one net, you have Philip Grubauer staring across Pavel Fransos. That, oh, yeah, that's a good question, too. Go ahead. You have Pavel Fransos staring down Philip Grubauer. Mm-hmm. All of the conversation we've had for the past two years, we get to see it in Fantasy Warfare. Okay. Yeah. Because the two camps were loud and divisive when it came to the Avalanche. Like, who should be your 1A goalie the past two years? Well, now we get to see it. And I think this is one of those that the... If we do get Grubauer, if he doesn't find some way not to play us, right? I feel like he's going to play with a little bit of emotion, a little bit of edge, and I feel like Ballerina is going to be in his head. Hmm. Could the Avalanche capitalize on that? We've seen them do it. But can we do it tonight against Seattle? Hmm. But that's that's me playing. That's what I want to see is Frankie versus Groob, the battle hmm. to end all battles. But <laughs> what do I know? What about, I, I mean, the goalie situation? Do you, do you think it's still going to be Frankie? Or do you think, because the abs are going back to back. So it's the Kraken and then it is the Predators. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you could go any direction here, but I don't, you know, the abs didn't anticipate Franco's playing as much as he did in Toronto. Clearly, I know you had the day off, so he, he should be well rested. Um, I would still go with him. I'd still go with him. It'd be a good story, like, like yeah. you're saying. You know, going up against Grubauer if Grubauer does play. Um, and then you have you give Kemper another day off, and he's ready for the division game against Nashville. Exactly. That's the route I would go. Yeah. Do you feel like that's kind of what they're going to do? I hope that's the route they go because Nashville is another team that embarrassed us, like Toronto. 
So you want our best foot forward. So rest Darcy and Kipper because Nashville is a problem and we need we need Darcy hundred percent for that one. Yeah. And this is uh, another home game for the Avs, and they're on a roll at mm-hmm. home. I was at eleven in a row they got eleven in a row or, or that's the record. Yeah. Or is it is they're tied for the record right now, right? Or they got the record. Uh, they got the record. Which... They were tied for the record at ten. I think they got it with eleven. That was uh, I, I for some reason I thought the record was eleven, but I don't know. You know yeah, what? I don't care. I don't care. Let, let's be great right now. with a win. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just keep whatever you know. Keep the record going is what I is what exactly I to do. So, and you don't want to lose it against the Kraken of all no. teams. So you the, these are games you are better than this team. Impose your will. Don't give them any hope or you know feel like they have you know some momentum going here. Shut it down asap. And run away with this thing. You you are the highest scoring team in the league. Don't make this a two to one game that it, it sees you fighting to get two points. Yeah, blow them and out. Don't be TJ Watt and do all that work and tie the record and that's it. <laughs> that's garbage. It's, he's got an extra game. I don't even want to hear it. No, it's, there's no record. That's that's a record with an. Are they doing that stuff? They should be. Well, he missed two games, so they are still going with it. Oh, he did miss. Okay, see, I didn't know that part of it. Okay, it's impressive. It's impressive. I I stand corrected. Um, All right, but that will be it for us today, everybody. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow talking about the Kraken coming to town and uh, what can the Avs do about it. So that's going to be it. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Go check out Locked on NHL. For your second listen of the day, get caught up on everything going around on around the league. Um, that's going to wrap it up. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.